0: This is the Education Business Podcast for consultants and business owners providing services in schools. I'm Claire Riley and I'll be sharing how to start, grow and scale your education business. So today we're talking about what you should do before you set up your business in education. So maybe you're still in the classroom and sitting on the fence. Maybe you think that you might have to figure out how to register as a sole trader or register as a limited company but So much comes before that, and that's what I'm going to talk about today. So did you know that Ed and I actually committed to Classroom Secrets more than 12 months before the company was formed? So we were working on it, you know, for a long time in 2012, and we registered in 2013. And we also didn't do some of the things I'm going to talk about today that we should have done, so I'll make sure I cover those in the episode as well. So if you've already started your business in education, you might think you don't need to listen to this episode, but it is a really good uh, reminder to listen in. It might help you get all your ducks in a row or um, back in a row if if things have kind of got out of um, out of shape a little bit. So I've got five areas to cover, so let's just dive in. Now, the first thing is, you've got a lot of questions to ask yourself. So I'm actually gonna run through these questions first, uh, sort of for the first area to cover. and. I thought it would be really useful if um, we created a PDF so that you could work through these questions because there are a lot of questions, and it will really help you plan out what it is that you're gonna off- that you are going to offer. So if you go to educationbusinessclub.co.uk forward slash free resources, you'll be able to get this PDF like you know the questions you need to ask yourself before you start your business in education. So the first question then is what am I selling? So is it a service like coaching? Is it a product that you're gonna post out? Or are you gonna sell at an event? Or is it an online shop? Or maybe it's something else. So you need to be really clear, you know, what is it I'm actually selling? Sometimes we can have an idea for content, but not know how we're going to sell it. The next question, who is my audience? So are you gonna be selling to teachers, schools, parents, or maybe even older students themselves? And you might have plans for that to be more than one in the future. But which group are you gonna focus on first? It's important to know that. So for this, you should weigh up what you, know, what you actually need to be able to sell to these groups. So it might be to sell to teachers, you don't need the same kind of infrastructure in place, or you don't need as much content as maybe you would to sell to a school. So consider things like this as you answer this question. Also, which groups could you sell to? So you might only have the choice of one. There might be no choice. So does this then make it dangerous for you and your business in the future? And do you need to think about ways you can mitigate that? The next question is: will they actually buy it? So, which audience is most likely to buy your first offering? You know, based on what is actually possible for you when you first come up with something? And what's your evidence for that? So is it that you know someone else or another company does something similar? Do you know that they've actually made a living from it? And what I want to say on this is don't trust social media and what they say because you actually need evidence. You know, have do you actually know for a fact that the company is making money or does it just seem like the company is because the director of the company um, shows abundance on social media? Okay, next question then. So... Ask yourself, what will it cost me to set this up and run it in the first 12 months? So you don't need loads of money to start a business, but you do need some. Now, we started by putting £500 in a bank account, and we didn't need much of that because we did all of it ourselves. And it was great learning for how everything worked. But obviously, it took a lot more time because I was spread very thin. I was creating resources, I was marketing, I was proofreading my own work, and then I was uploading them. And because we didn't hire the um, sort of developer support, it actually took a lot longer to upload them than it would have done if we'd have done that in the first place and it'd be more automatic. So if you want to speed things up, then you might need more help, which is going to cost and you need to really think about that. You know, do you need... A website that you're going to have to invest in. Are you going to have to invest in an accountant or software? Okay, the next question then that I need you to focus on is, what will be the price for the customer? So sometimes we think, okay, well, I want to make it really, really cheap and it'll be this amount, but we don't do the thinking behind that. So is it affordable for the customer group you've chosen? And is it comparable to others in the market? So you might decide that you want yours to be really cheap, but does that make people believe that it's not very good because in the market there are others that are quite a bit more money than you? So have you got good reasons for the price that you are choosing basically? So for example, why will you be more expensive than a competitor with much less less to offer? And it's not that you can't do that, you just need to know your reason, you need to have a rationale for that. So then linking from that, is this question, do the numbers work? So this is all about working out if your prices match your expenses and then still give you a profit at the end of it. So basically, is it worth doing? Because you could charge teachers £10 a year and then realise that you know, you'd know you need 500,000 teachers to, to actually make a profit. And then, I don't know, you realise that there's not that many teachers. <laughs> so things like that. So basically, is it worth doing? And when will it be worth doing? So in the beginning, it can be really hard. So how much money would you need coming in to say that it's worth doing? And how does that translate to the number of customers? So resource companies like us at Classroom Secrets have a model similar to Netflix. And the Netflix model is really hard to get going um, lots of people tell me, oh, I'm going to start a resource company. And I'm like, you don't know how hard it is um, because it's all about reach. So obviously there are some businesses in education where you can charge a larger amount up front for something. And then there are other businesses where it's a very small amount, but then you need a lot more customers. So it took a long time for Classroom Secrets to be viable because it's low cost to many, which means you have... A certain level of work that you need to sustain before you can get money in. So an example of that, especially for a resource company, is people often ask me if we're really busy at certain times of year. Like it'll be September and they'll go, oh, you're really busy now. And in some departments, obviously that's true, like customer service. But our production department who creates all the resources, they're always busy because they're always creating new content whether sales are happening or not. So once you make that commitment with a resource company, then you have to stick to it. So the numbers could not work for a fair amount of time, because you've still got to create the content, but you might not be making the sales. So if you're providing an in person service, then obviously, this has a much higher ticket price. But it's still easy to not factor in what will Uh, what it will take to make it viable so how many sessions do you expect to get booked and how are you going to get paid over the summer holidays and you know what are you going to consider as fully booked and are you thinking about being paid for your admin work or do you just see that as a weekend job that your company doesn't pay you for so it's not about whether a person will pay you for your admin it's whether the company can pay you for your admin and what you're charging a school is not the money that you're taking away at the end of the day you know and how long can you sustain this for if it's not making you a living that's another good question to ask so the last question then is is this a side hustle or is it a long-term vision so before you start it's a good time to consider if is this really what you want to do so i started a couple of businesses before um before classroom secrets and i just had this resentment feeling which is why i knew that they weren't right and at the time i thought i'd failed but now i know if i had that feeling again then i wouldn't move forward on it you know is it always going to be a side hustle or one day out of this business idea would you like to have a team and and how do you want to change the world through this business because you've got to have a big a big dream with it really or maybe you already see it as a ton of work and it does make you a little resentful already. And that's when you know you've not found the business idea that's right for you. You know, and how much passion and energy do you have for this? Because this will determine whether it's the right fit for you or not. So there's an awful lot of questions there. And if you would like to kind of journal on those questions and answer those questions, then do go to educationbusinessclub.com.uk forward slash free resources and download, you know, the questions to answer before you start your business. Okay, the second area then to talk about is knowing what's worth spending money on. That's something that you have to get really early on. And that's not something that I got really early on. So we've talked about the fact that you might need to buy software. You might need to pay for a website building. You're going to need to get an accountant. But what other things should you spend your money on? Because your accountant might tell you to spend it on an annual AGM. So not an actual AGM. Anyway, if you know, you know. (laughs) If you've already set your business up, you'll know what I'm talking about. But that's if the surplus, basically. And there are things that you should spend your money on before your hypothetical AGM. So when we're starting out and we have no money, then our, our default answer is to what we should spend money on is nothing. But the negative thing about that is that we hold on to that scarcity mindset. And then when the money does start coming in, We don't always spend our money on the right things because we can't see the value in it and i did the same and i want to tell you that it's really important to invest in a mentor especially if you want to grow your education business at more speed so it's easy to not think that we need to invest in this and i was you know i was the same like i said and i used to think well i've come this far on my own so i must know what i'm doing and you know, many of us have that knack for figuring things out in business. Of course, we do, especially as ex-teachers. But that doesn't mean that it's fast, and we can easily start to stagnate and have uh, bigger problems to solve. That maybe it, it would be quicker and easier and less costly if we had somebody cheerleading us on. So, you know, I was actually listening to books and podcasts. And it was that that opened up my mind to the fact that I needed a mentor. And it wasn't until sort of I delved in more into that, that I realized, because as I was listening to some of these audiobooks, I realized that three quarters of it I'd figured out, you know, for myself over the previous five years and only a quarter of it was new to me. And I realized then I could have got there faster if I had just listened to those books in the beginning. And, You know, so then I started listening to books that I didn't already know three quarters of. Things like uh, mindset and leadership, new things that um, I needed to learn. And it helped me to see how much faster it is to have this sounding board or get very specific advice based on my business. So knowing what's worth spending money on from the very beginning will be super powerful for you. So right now I'm on two courses um, and you know, if I told you what the courses were, you'd probably say, well, hang on, you probably know quite a bit about that. And I do, I do know quite a bit about these two things, but I'm always looking for the 10% extra that I don't know to really up my level. Um, So that's just really important to know that you should invest in yourself because you're the one growing this business. Okay, the third area then is to start building your audience before you've even started your business. So you don't have to set up your business to be 100% clear on what you're going to offer or to start building your audience because you can work it out as you go and then you can get them to help you figure out what the market actually needs. So doing this for at least six months before you start your business will really help you answer the questions in you know, the first area that we talked about on the PDF. So it's like building a cause to then build your business upon and you'll really understand what it is that people need. So if you do seriously want to build your audience over the next six months, before you start your business, then I've also got a free masterclass, which you should go and watch because it's free. Um, And that'll set you off on the right track. And that's also at educationbusinessclub.co.uk forward slash free resources, uh, a masterclass on building your audience before you even leave the classroom. So the fourth area then is that you need to get a separate bank account to start things properly from the beginning. So if you're going limited, then you're gonna need that anyway. Um, You're gonna need to register at company's house before you can get that bank account. But if you're a sole trader, then you don't necessarily have to do it, but you should. It's really, really important that you take that step so that you can understand the money that's coming into the business and the money that's going out. And it also makes this statement, doesn't it, as well, that this is a real business now and it has its own bank account. And the last thing you're gonna to need to do before you start your education business is work out what your vision for the company is and what values you want to translate into the company. So this is hard, it's not an easy thing to do at all. And you might actually not know the answer before you do start it because you could just be waiting around wondering for ages and you, know, you should just start your business. But it is important to keep coming back to it and analyzing how you were working on it in the first few months. So what are the values that you're actually bringing to your business? And what's your ultimate dream for the customer? Or maybe the education sector, you know, what do you want to change? And the sooner you can get clear on these things, the sooner that everything in your business will just make sense. And you'll feel much more purpose and clarity in your business. And you'll see where it's going. And it will help you bring in more sales. It'll help you bring in the right people if you're going to team. um, And it'll help you attract the right kind of clients as well. So if you're looking to start your business in education, then you've got a great place to start here. So don't forget uh, my two free resources that will really help you on your next steps. And they are in the show notes as well. Um, And if you've already started and you have something missing from this list, then you know what to do. So Jade and I are now working on the beta version of the Education Business Club and what it could look like when we launch. So keep listening to my future episodes to stay informed and join our Facebook group, Education Businesses, to let us know what you need the Education Business Club to be and how it can help you. Thank you for listening to the Education Business Podcast. To get more information to grow your business, sign up at educationbusinessclub.co.uk.